We read God's Word. We'll read the first nine verses of chapter 1, the book of Joshua. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the high tides and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their, unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayst observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayst prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayst observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Verse number 9 will be our text and key verse for this evening. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Let's pray, and then we'll get started tonight. Father, we love you so much. Thank you for the privilege to stand and proclaim your word. Thank you for a living word, a true word, God, a word that can change our lives. God, I pray tonight that your will would be accomplished in everything. God, I ask that only that that you would be pleased with would be said. And that, God, you would get the glory and the honor. God, I pray you would renew the physical tiredness of a people that's worked today. God, may we leave tonight, Lord, more in love with you than when we came. We ask this in your name. Amen. As a way of introduction here in the first chapter, I want to point out, I see the conclusion of Moses in the first three verses there. And if you flip back one book, you'll see in the book of Deuteronomy there at the end of the chapter, Moses dies as 120 years old. And there's a mourning of 30 days from the children of Israel. And there's a definite ending of that mourning. And we see the conclusion. Now, their mourning, while tradition, but... Don't misunderstand, their world was shaken. Their world had been, um, their great leader had now went on to be with the Lord. But I'm thankful that even in the midst of a drastic change, that God does not end on a down note. He has a plan. And in Joshua chapter 1, we see where it says, after the death, and then it says, the Lord spake. I'm thankful that even after the challenging times, the Lord spake. Not only do I see the conclusion of Moses, but I see the commission of Joshua there in verses 4 through 8. Joshua being commanded by God to fill those shoes, if you will, as we would use in our day and time, the big shoes to fill. And Joshua being commissioned and instructed by the Lord what to do. But then, most importantly, as we introduce this, I see the commitment of God in verses number 5 and verse number 9. When the Lord says, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And when the Lord concludes verse 9, He says, God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. And 
I want to say we're not alone in this thing. I'm thankful we've got a God that knows our every need. He knew exactly where the children of Israel were at when He uh, had it ordained for Joshua to fill those shoes. But our text verse is verse number 9 of chapter 1. For I have commanded thee, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. You know, we live in a day, regardless, every time you turn around, it seems like there's always something bad to hear. I read on an article today that there have been about the, the, the number of mass shootings we have seen in this year alone is about equivalent with the number of days we've had in the year. It's tough to see all of that, to hear all of that. It's challenging when you hear of the, the battles for our rights. It's challenging when you hear the battles against Christianity and the things of God. It's a struggle when you're in a world that is forcing their agenda, if you will, to not sometimes become a little bit on the nervous side. And if we were all real honest, there's a little part in us that any time we see or we hear something like that, there's a little tick inside of uneasiness. Whether it's from our rights for freedom of speech or the right to bear arms or the... the the right to life for unborn children, there's always that uneasiness that comes or should come to the heart of the Christian. But tonight I want to preach a message entitled, The Courage of the Christian. The Courage of the Christian. The word courage has the meaning of bravery, intrepidity, intrepid, that's a good word, amen, the quality of mind which enables men to encounter danger and difficulties with firmness or without fear, or depression of spirits, valor, boldness, resolution. We as God's people need to be courageous. I want to point out to you first of all in this passage, I see that courage is a command. Courage is a command. If you'll look there in verse 9, it starts right off at the beginning of verse 9, Have not I commanded thee? God commanded Joshua to be strong and of good courage. I want to say that God did not give Joshua the courage in that verse. He told Joshua to be courageous. To be strong and of good courage. And I want to say tonight that the God that commanded Joshua many years ago is the same God that we serve tonight. And that the God of Joshua, the God of Moses, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac is the God of us tonight. And that that same God is looking to His people to be a people of courage and to a people of strength. And may I say that God expects us to have courage. I believe there's a sovereign God in heaven that looks down at His people, the ones that claim the name of Christ, the one that claim to be a Christian. It's not about the denomination, it's about the Christianity and about the fact that we are His child. I believe there's a God in heaven that looks down with an expectation that we would have a boldness in the day and hour that we live in a, in a, a, a courage like no other. May I say the darker the night, the brighter our courage can shine. Sometimes through the battles, you may come out a little stronger on the other side. And our courage needs to be strengthened tonight. We should be motivated by the simple fact that God has commanded us to live above fear and to live in courage. Deuteronomy 31.23 says, And he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge, 
and said, Be strong and of good courage. Joshua 1 was not the first time that Joshua has heard this. For thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land which I swear to them, and I will be with thee. Joshua's been commanded. And I want to say tonight, one of the greatest helps in our Christianity and in our Christian life will be when we realize that the commands of a holy and a sovereign God, the commands of a holy God, when we realize they're just that, they're commands. I'm convinced that far too many of God's people live with options on the table rather than the commands of a holy God. And Christianity suffers today because we make light of some of the very commands that God has given us. Commands like remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Commands of not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. Commands and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Commands like Mark in the book of Mark where he says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Those kind of commands. And there's many, many more. But I'm convinced that we as God's people have weakened the standard. We have lowered the bar, if you will, and we have compromised where we should be living by commands. It's too easy. We take, it's too easy for us to miss church. It's too easy for us not to tell somebody about the gospel and about a blessed Savior that wants to take them to heaven. It's too easy for us to hold on to our money and not give as God has told us to give. And we as God's people are weakened by making light of the commands of God. The day that we live in, the day that we live in is a day that we cannot depend on our feelings and our love and our support from one another, but we have to depend on the courage that God has given us. If we wait on all the good feelings and wait on the support and somebody to pat us on the back, you're not going to walk in courage very long. Because you're going to find fewer and fewer people that will support a courage, courageous stand for a holy God. Can I say in Joshua in chapter number 2 when he was facing the spies and the harlot Rahab. And, you know, at that time, I'm sure he probably had to look back when God said, be strong and of good courage. Can I say in chapter number 6, when he's, God's given the orders for the walls of Jericho, and, and it makes no sense, you know, and I'm sure Joshua was saying, be strong and of good courage. 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 Those kind of situations that Joshua found himself in was not the kind where feelings get you through. It's the kind where the commands of God. The Christian today, if we are going to be a courageous Christian, is going to have to live a life on God said so. God said so. Not a life of what's convenient. Not a life of what's the easy way, but a life of God said so. May I say, I choose to serve God because God said so. I choose to be at church because God said so. I choose to give because God said so. I choose to tell others because God said so. If for no other reason I should find the courage to stand up for God and for Christianity because God said so. May I see that there is a command of courage. It is a command of courage. 
It'll be hard to accept the command of courage when we're not applying the other commands that God has placed in our life. Not only do I see that courage is a command, I see secondly that courage will be combated. Courage will be combated. I want you to notice there, God said, Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. If fear was not a very real thing in our life, and if the struggles and the questions were not real in our life, God would not have had to put that phrase in this verse. But God put that there knowing that somewhere in the future, Joshua was going to need to know not to be afraid. And by that very statement, we can know there were going to be times in his life that he was going to face the fear of the journey. And God says, be not afraid. Fear has this idea to avoid because of discomfort and uneasiness. How many of you have ever had fear in your life? You know, them uncomfortable situations. That's the reason that the store today you didn't witness to that person. Because of the uneasiness and the discomfort. While you were thankful when you reached for your pocket to get a track that you were out. And you were thankful because of the fear. The uneasiness. Can I say Satan wants us to be afraid? Satan wants us to fear. He wants us to be afraid to go places. He wants us to be afraid to get saved. He wants us to fear telling someone else about Jesus. What might they say? May I say he wants us to fear serving God. You know, in a generation that is so crazed and ingrained with education, and, I, and education has its place, but fewer and fewer young people are surrendering to full-time ministry because parents are planting a seed of fear of, well, how are you going to support your family? Well, I want to stand up and tell you God will take care of that. God will handle His business and handle it well. And we're so in fear throughout. May I point out to you the phrase, neither be thou dismayed. Dismayed has this idea to be disheartened, deprived of courage. God says, don't be fearful. Don't be deprived of courage. In other words, don't allow someone else to take that. Deprived. Usually, someone else does the depriving when you're deprived of something. God says, I don't want you to be in a place where you allow someone else to deprive your courage. Satan wants you to lose heart. God doesn't. God wants you to be courageous. Satan wants you to be a coward. You don't have to look very far. And all in our world today, there's several major issues. And, and we'll see things like this here. You'll, see, you'll, you'll go on Facebook or the news and you'll see people that evidently have more time than most of us. Holding signs up, things like end gun violence, and, and if you let a shooting, a shooting occurs that takes the lives of people and, or injures people, all of a sudden this comes back to the surface, and you'll see signs that says end gun violence, and the protest and the marches. But then you'll see on the other side, you'll see the signs that'll say, Keep America armed. It's our right, it's our Second Amendment. And the battle rages, and you'll see. Pulls to one side and to the other. The threatening of taking our guns unnerves some of us. You see these signs and we we'll make statements like this. Well, they'll get my gun out of my cold, dead hands. 
And I'm not, and I understand the argument in fighting and defending our rights. But may I remind you, before we as Christians are so bold, may we remember, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. By all means, may I tell you, I am thankful for the rights that God has given America. God given rights, freedom of speech, and freedom to bear arms, and I exercise both of those. So I don't want to be misunderstood tonight, but I want to say I think we've allowed fear in the hearts of Christians to allow us to make statements such as, out of my dead cold hand, I want to remind you, those hands are God's. And I don't want to be so bold to make a statement about something that God owns for a material possession. If I'm really living a courageous life that God expects me to live, while I'm all for keeping America armed, and I I thank God for the rights we, we have, I'm thankful for the body that God purchased. I'm thankful for what He can do with that weapon. As a soldier of Christ, if we're really soldiers for Christ. I'm thankful for the protection that God offers if we have the courage and believe Him and the faith. Thankful. What? Know ye not that your body is not your own? I'm thankful for the faith we can have in God. And the protection and the security we can gain from God. May I say, we see another argument that is prevalent in our generation. Dangerously prevalent. That is that of homosexuality. You'll see signs that will say, love is not about gender. And they're fighting. And may I say, the ultimate battle here is pride. Their issue is pride when they love the creature, they serve the creature more than the Creator. They're more interested in their wants and their desires. And you'll see signs on the other side, marriage is one man, one woman for a lifetime. Amen. And I still believe that and I still support that. But you know, when you see these things and when you go out in public now and this is prevalent and there are people, same-sex couples, publicly declaring what they want in their rights. That can be a nerve. It can be a very scary thing to feel the nudge that God may want you to drop them a church track and talk to them about their salvation. Courage is combated. The devil is doing everything that he can to combat what God wants his people to have. And I only chose three of the prevalent issues. Bull, but... Isn't there a battle for life today in abortion? Now, if you want to get right honest about everything, all of these can be tied back to the evil word of pride. It's my right. Instead of thanking God for the rights we have, we make statements of, I'm proud to be an American. And we root what we say in pride versus, I'm thankful I'm an American. We ought to find our roots in thanksgiving to what God has given us. My body, my choice. And I remind you again, what? Know ye not? Your body is not your own. For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. I want to remind you, you'll see signs like this, defend the unborn, stop abortion. I'm for that. I support that. I think conception of life begins at conception in the womb. In the book of Jeremiah, God had a plan in the womb 
for him. But we find all of these things is unnerving. We talk about abortion and the millions of lives that are being taken. I want you to think about how many lives have been taken that could have been a voice for Christianity and for Christ. How many lives have been taken of young men that would mount a pulpit one day and proclaim the gospel? Young ladies who would support a man and, and in the ministry and would serve and give their life to the service of God. How many lives have been taken that would have furthered the cause of Christianity? You know, if we get hung up on that, we can get a little uneasy. Say, like, God, is there a cause? Is there, is, is, there, is there any hope? Is there any reason we're trying? And if you're not careful, you look around and you start to feel like you're alone. I find it very interesting that we as Christians, we're good Facebook protesters. We'll see posts, and, and if you're on Facebook, if you've not seen it, then you must be on an outdated version or something, because it is everywhere. But you'll see posts with the signs of people standing there in the streets waving their signs about guns and abortion and marriage and wanting their side to win and whether they're on the side of wrong or the side of trying to defend what's right. You'll see people support their stance and you'll see us. Boy, I like that. Like, share. You know what it is to pull your post up in that one person? That's all they do is share everything they see. And they're liking and they're sharing and they're posting. Good Facebook protesting, but can I say something? That's not courage. That's to say, I'm standing with Trump and I'm going to, I'm going to like every for life page on Facebook and every gun right advocate page. Can I tell you, that's not courage. Because we can sit on social media platforms. Nobody ever see our face and we can like and support and get in our little battles on there. That's not courage. And it's somewhat disheartening at times how many of God's people I see post and, and, and do their social media protests and as they cast their pearls before the swine and spend their time on an never, never to win a debate. If anything, we're not helping the cause of Christ. We're further dividing the cause of Christ. And that is a shame when we're supposed to be courageous. I want to remind you tonight, even though courage is combated, God said, I will not leave you. I will not fail you, nor forsake thee. The Lord thy God is with thee. It's not our job to do the fight. If we are truly courageous, we'll leave that to God to do the fighting. And can I say, when we see all of this stuff, if we're not very, very, very careful, we will become fearful to stand for right when so many seem to be on the side of wrong. Don't you find it interesting that everything you see is usually leaning towards the wrong side? When's the last time on the news it's been that a church had a great service on a Sunday morning and three people got saved and, and people were baptized that morning? When is the last time we've seen that on the news? And the devil is doing everything he can within his power, within his reach, to discourage and defeat us and to rob us of our courage. I'm all for taking a stand, but I want to take a stand on the Word of God. 
I don't want to be ashamed to proclaim where I stand, but I want to do it in the right spirit of grace, speaking the truth in love that God has commanded. And I want to say that people who contribute to society don't have time for this. Most of you today could not have been on the sidewalk protesting because you were working a job. And I want to say that Christians who are contributing to the kingdom of Christ don't have time to sit and get in petty debates about right and wrong, but just to stand on truth if we're contributing to Christianity. And I say this carefully, but I say from experience that when you sit across in a doctor's office as a doctor that probably does not know the Lord, is telling you that there are concerns for your unborn child. And questions of whether that child will make it full term. I want to express to you that all the protesting signs, all the posts, mean absolutely nothing in that moment. I want to express to you that the first thought through that person's mind is not, oh boy, I saw that on Facebook. Can I tell you the first thing in the mind of a Christian with courage as you sit there and you're told there's potential that your baby will not make it? Can I tell you that as you sit there, it's not all of the protests and it's not all the bold stands we make that we call and we maybe cloak it with the word of courage, but it is the Word of God that will help you to make it through that. It is not anything of this world or any of the support people around you. It is a holy and sovereign God that commands us to have courage. And we spend a lot of time on the things that don't make a difference. And the devil sits back and says, that's my combat. Because he knows he's not going to walk up and say, you know, you need to stop serving God. You know, he's not going to walk up and say, you don't need to work on your Sunday school lesson yet. Why don't you get on Facebook and surf all, the prote- all that social media? He knows you're too smart for that. And so he comes by and slips in and gets us distracted. So he can combat our courage. May I say, don't lose heart. Neither be thou dismayed. Jesus loves you, loves me. God loves you. And may I challenge you, don't allow God to rob your courage. Now the way to do that is to find your courage in the right place. In Christ. Not only do I see that courage is commanded, and that courage is combated, but lastly I want to tell you that courage is confirmed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. You know why you and I can have courage? Because God is with us. We don't have courage out of pride. And unfortunately, it's, so, it's challenging to think that many people as Christians, we have presented a, a stand, but it's been out of pride instead of faith and courage in God. And we've turned people off to Christianity because our, our own pride has gotten in the way. Hey, when, I go to school, when we go to school... We can know that God's with us, with our young people. Hey, when we come to the church house, we can know that God's with us. Can I say, when you go to the store, you can know that God is with you. And that God is there. With you, whithersoever thou goest.
You know, that old challenge is to make sure we're going to the right places. Really get a hold of the fact that we're taking a holy God with us. It may challenge us some of the places we, we go. Some of the activities we engage in. If we really felt God was with us. Earlier, we made statements, I choose to serve God because God said so. I choose to be at church because God said so. I choose to give because God said so. I choose to witness to others because God said so. But I want to take those and I want to change them as we conclude the message tonight. I want to change that to, I can serve God because God said so. I can be in church tonight because God said so. I can give because God said so. I can tell others because God said so. We don't have to be afraid. I can have courage tonight because God said so. We as Christians are not claiming all the victory that is ours. We can have courage because God said so. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'd like to invite you to stand to your feet. Bow your head and close your eyes.